Hello and welcome back. I mean, it's been like a month, it's been like two months almost. But welcome I said, back. I said we're recording this like hardcore history. It just comes out when it comes out. <laughs> <laughs> it comes out. <laughs> well, <laughs> welcome back to Triple Beam Streams, the show where we, you know, my 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 good pals, my buds. Dom, Pat, Eric, and myself, Justin, we talk about everything in the world of movies, TV, entertainment, pop culture. Um, we're back after quite a, a long, long layover. I don't think there, there was anything or anyone at fault. We just kind of was like, okay. There was, we, there was a lot of travel. Yeah, there was a little bit of for me and Dom. Mm-hmm. Not me. I said a little bit for me and Dom. Oh, I was chilling. And getting me to leave LA, but we're back, man. Uh, Eric should jump in later. He said he, he's here. He has watched today's topic. At least we knew that. But before we got on, I said, Eric, if you didn't watch the show, you just don't even come. And he said, Well, no, 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 I watched it. So <laughs> <laughs> like, just don't even pop up. But what's going on, guys? What's going on, Don? What's going on, Pat? Uh, nothing. I uh, I'm looking at uh what I've watched recently in preparation for the, uh, the survey. Of course. Uh, oh, I, I, I was sure you were going to bring up fear street first thing. Oh, we got to, that's the thing. I love that you guys know that I'm going to ask you what you watch. Like this triple beam streams is a show that like, you cannot come here blank. You watched something motherfucker. And I'm going to ask you, and we're going to talk about it, but I got a twist. I've been thinking about this. I didn't actually even bring this up to you guys off, off mic. I got a twist with this now. Are you ready for the twist? I'm ready. Take your take the take the best thing that you watched since we've been gone and sell sell the other co-hosts and the audience on it. It's called I'm gonna call it Sell Me On. So if you have something you watched, (laughs) I got letterbox open and I'm like. The stunned silence of you two is amazing. No, I'm just trying that, to figure out what it is. Because it, it's amazing. Well, I have mine. And, and the thing is, if, if it's the same as someone else's, you can't. You got to pick a new one. So I'm going to go first. Just out of sheer evilness, I'm going to try and sell you guys on Fear Street Part 2. 19, was it 1971? 1971. 74, I think. 74, whatever. Matter. Doesn't matter. It's in the seventies. It's on Netflix. It is a uh, trilogy of uh, films that were actually plucked from obscurity uh, in a potential Fox sale a couple years ago and landed on Netflix. They're dropping them every single Friday and they have been for the past two weeks. First movie took place in nineteen ninety four. This one takes place in seventy eight, uh, and it involves a lot of creepy witchcraft, a lot of weird types of spiritual bullshit but more than anything the second part of the of this series um delves into a familiar territory for everyone who knows the types of movies that i love the slasher genre so of course you have uh sadie sink who plays the child the redheaded child from stranger things and she was also in uh what was the other thing she was in a motherfucking uh she was in um well she was in it wasn't she wasn't she in it play which one? She, the, didn't she play uh, what's her name? Young uh, Chastain? Yeah. yeah, Chastain. Did she play young Chastain? No, that wasn't her. That's somebody else, I think. Hey, they all all look the same. Uh, but she they was really also do. in uh she was she was in 
She was in Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. I think I've seen her in before. But uh, but I was saying earlier that they need to stop putting her in like these period pieces because I think that she'll she's going to eventually get shoehorned. But she's fantastic in this in in this movie, and it really kind of takes all of the slasher tropes, Jesus puts them all together. So if you love Friday the Thirteenth, it's got some of that in there. If you love like Pumpkinhead, if you love Nightmare on Elm Street, if you love Halloween, it's got a lot of that in there. And one really cool love letter to fans of this type of genre. I'm not too sure about the 1666 one that's coming out this week, but this one to me will probably be the best one in terms of just the kills are great. I think even the needle drops and, and you know, Pat knows that we were talking about the needle drops in these movies of the seventies music, I think is handled a lot more respectively than the nineties than the nineties version. The don't fear the reaper one uh, drop is kind of like, all right, y'all you're wild. Okay. I, I just, I just looked up the third one on letterbox to see what it's called. It's not actually out yet, but of course it's 1666. Yeah. 1666. And this review says, can't wait for the 1666 needle drops. <laughs> it'll be people blowing in the jugs <laughs> i like that we already know that justin's not gonna fuck with it because it's set in 1666 like that oh, that's actually why gonna... i'm picking a different movie for the sell me on because one of my, the one i like the best is old and it, it's not it's unsellable oh man that's the, that, the thing is that's going to be a challenge because the thing about the, the sell the selling you is that i would hope that in the next episode you guys have seen it and have an opinion on it, whether the selling was right or selling was good. okay. So I'm, I'm selling this one really shittily. So, I mean, there's a bunch of really cool kills. Uh, there is a scene where Sadie Sink's character and another character are under or underground. Not, it's not Sadie Sink's character. It's her sister's character. Uh, she she's really good too. They're underground and they see this really like weird pus filled creature thing that they, that they stab and it's like really gory. It's some of the best usage of practical effects that I've seen in a really long time. In fact, a lot of the kills are really are, are practical effects and not CGI bullshit. So like, I think if you really love horror movies and you want to go back to the essence, this movie is really great. And I think that in terms of like horror movies, which we have not gotten a lot of this summer or this year at all, it's a great way to wet your palate as you wait for Candyman and Halloween kills and everything else coming out for the rest of the year. So I love this movie. It's one of my favorite movies I watched so far this month. Uh, Dom, what you got? I mean, it's hard. Because, <laughs> um, you know, you know me, I just watch, I'd be watching, like, some some garbage. And I really have not watched. The only thing I really watched uh, since the last episode that we did that I would, like, wholeheartedly recommend to people is, like, No Sudden Move. But, oh, no, that's not true. I did, I mean, this isn't, like, this is, like, a rewatch. But I rewatched Jennifer's Body. And um, okay, yeah. I hadn't done that in a minute. And that movie is still really good. And like really, even though like it's had like a critical reappraisal over the last few years where more people are willing to say it's good, I still think it's like better than even people are saying. Cause like I, I mean, like you guys have probably seen it already, but it's just like it it's it feels like a movie that could have come out more recently. Like if A24 released Jennifer's yes. body last year, it would just be like there'd be so many memes about it, it would be like nonstop yeah. reference and stuff. Even like, Fox got, got an Oscar. Yeah, I mean, Megan Fox probably would have got an Oscar. Like, I cannot stop thinking about the fact that we gave an Oscar, not us, but like the establishment, to Diablo Cody for writing Juno, which is an unwatchable movie if you attempt to revisit it. Like, you probably can't get past the first five or six minutes. You're allowed it's, to blame Reitman for that if you want. Oh, yeah, of course, 100%. After Men, Women, Children, and Labor Day, I'll blame him for things he had nothing to do with. But then you watch Jennifer's Body, and it holds up so well. Like, the cast is really strong. 
like the use of music is pretty like timely and good. Uh, the actual like horror elements are kind of like muted, but Megan Fox and um, Amanda Seyfried's performances are like really good. They have really good chemistry together. It's just, it's really strong. Like it's really, it's got like a funny JK Simmons supporting turn. He has like, it's like one of the weird teachers. Very heavy, like Heather's vibes, like very heavy throwback, 90s, ironic, whatever. But it just, when you compare it to how many newer things have tried to be like this, like the like that craft sequel and different stuff, like... You guys hated movie, that movie, didn't you? I didn't hate it, but I did not like it. You I, know, I felt like, like it. it was just too... A lot of this new stuff is like trying too hard. You know what I mean? It's like, like kind of like the... All the jokes everybody was making about the Powerpuff Girls pilot, you know, and like how like crummy and over the top it seemed yeah i feel like jennifer's body is like the one time in diablo cody's life where she really got on like just the right wavelength that's why i, I was kind of hoping else. i was a little hopeful for the powerpuff pilot because uh of that i was like well just make it like jennifer's body it'll be crazy yeah you make it like jennifer's <laughs> body but it's like blossom and buttercup or whatever like, that'd be tight but it does not seem like that's what they pulled off yeah but it's it's good shit i would like still really good and also just reminds me of, like we as a society did Megan Fox real fucking dirty. Yeah. You know? Like she's really talented and really good in this movie and like has gotten like nothing since. I'm sure she's gotten work since, but nothing since that um, She does that weird ancient aliens type show. I think because she's really into that. Uh, I forgot what I could, it was called. I buy that. Yeah. Yeah. She's really into like the ancient alien stuff. Uh, Power Pat, couple you, with MGK now too. Hey, go. You know what I'm saying? Let her be happy, man. They only they, they're not better even, than all her other boyfriends. The age gap, <laughs> Brian Austin Green. <laughs> the age gap thing that people were getting on her about like, like a week ago was like so weird because it's like all you have to do is Google literally how how close in age they are. There's like like a four year difference yeah, or something. How, like that. Yeah, like, I didn't even know there was one. Yeah, I was like, yeah, they, I mean, not no drastic. Yeah, like they. Both, it's funny because she was literally dating a dude who was like ten or twelve years older than her for years, and yeah. no one complained. That exactly. was fine. If both people are over 30, there's usually not an age gap. They're acting like she's like some cougar that has like right, like exploiting machine gun Kelly. <laughs> she's all like like bro, she's only 35. <laughs> like what what is what relax is these people? That's like, hilarious. Like it doesn't make it how 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 much is how old is uh MGK? He's 31. Oh yeah, a, yeah, like I said, it's a four-year age difference. Four like, years. A senior dating a freshman or whatever. Only they're both 30. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's so weird. Uh so Pat, what you got for me, bro? Okay, so this is uh not the uh the third man, which I would normally recommend, but it's from 49, so you won't watch it. But uh I'm gonna go with uh which I Dom loves it, I know. Uh I'm gonna go with uh something that you might also not watch, but I would hope you would. Uh it's a two-part Bollywood action movie from 2012 called Gangs of Wasipur. Uh, and it was in like the Kill Bill fashion. They made it. And then the studio was like, if you think you're putting out a movie this long, you're absolutely fucking crazy. Uh, <laughs> you're putting out two movies. Uh, and so they did. And it's basically like uh, a story of kind of how this guy who's like, at first a minor gets involved in like the local kind of crime uh, syndicate and assumes power. And then the second movie is kind of about what happens uh, after that, particularly uh, to his sons and uh, just the way they, I mean, it really felt like in a good, not in the bad way, but the, the good way of like, it really told a full 
full long story over the course of these movies. Like the kind of feels like you watch like a full season of TV or something. Uh, the music was amazing. It has like a combination of traditional uh, like Indian stuff with like bombastic up to uh, like modern day EDM in it. Uh, and like there's the, some of the action sequences in it are amazing. Uh, some fantastic kills. Uh, it's, it's a great makeshift weapons. Uh, is, it's is it really... Is there subtitles? Of course. It's Indian. You've done it. You've, you've watched <laughs> subtitled movies before. You watch anime. All right. All right, man. I watched the dub. I think you would. You, you, this is the type of thing where you forget about them in seconds. It's so good. Okay. I'm not I, I'm not an anime purist, okay? The, thing, yeah, the, I, thing I, was, I, the minute I said it, I was like, no, he doesn't. Yeah, like... <laughs> I was like, actually, I, I mostly watch dubs, too. <laughs> oh, I, that's funny that we we talk about anime right now. I'm like trying to look for like Chainsaw Man. I don't know if you if you've heard can't of that. Get it. Dom. You cannot saw, get it. I saw Big Sai uh, tweeting about it. Yeah, Cyrus. Shout out to Cyrus. We can't find it. Uh, actually, Meals turned up today. He went to Barnes and Noble. He's grabbing me a volume one of Chainsaw Man. So I get to dive into that uh, whenever I get it. I've been reading JoJo's Bizarre Adventure religiously for the past two months. And I've been trying to convert all of my friends to either watch or read JoJo. I'm telling you, if this thing was more popular, it would be way bigger than the MCU. No lie. It is. It yeah, is, no. Yeah. One of my friends, uh, my friend Cody will like every time he reaches like a new like season or chapter, or whatever the hell will like brief me on what he just read. Cause he knows I'm not going to remember any spoilers. And every time he explains to me what's happened in the comic, I'm just like, like, I know this would be my shit if I read it. But it's like I have to commit to starting it because it's just so out there. It's so crazy. It is literally. Well, I started with the animes, I w- and which the animes are pretty faithful to the mangas. Yeah. And, is it and still going? I'm pretty late on this. Uh, well, the new season, Stone Ocean. This is well to be clear. This is a generational story. So, like, if you pick up, it's all different characters, but they're all related. Yeah. And I think that's the most interesting part about it. And I think that's the part where like people just I don't feel as though people see that like there is a real there's there's a real potential for this to be like i mean it's a franchise in japan already it's already like the most popular thing in japan but like it, it has a it has a continuing story that to me makes sense and also kind of bridges a, the the idea of legacy i feel like with a lot of these franchises i mean we're going to talk about fast nine it's like they attempt to bridge the gap between family and stuff like that but with, within jojo you know all of these people intimately on one and then you go to the next one and it's like it's it's so it's so great that you can find a favorite for different reasons because they're all so different and they're also well written and they're also very they're also very like in a, in a lot of ways very American. I mean, every character is named after like Prince or Ario Speedwagon or <laughs> there's a bunch like, of shit in that show where I'm like, how is this legal? It's in terms I, of I just like name well, drops and stuff. The anime <laughs> I don't changes like your national thing. The anime changes the names. So the the Japanese, like the actual manga, that keeps the names. So like it, some of the names are ACDC. Some of them are Rolling Stone. Some of them are like re- Notorious B.I.G. Like it's literally one of the powers that they have. Um, but they, they change the names and some of them are ridiculous. Some of them are kind of like, all right, I get it. You can't you can't literally be called, you know, Fleetwood Mac or whatever. Like you had to change it to one of their songs, <laughs> one of their songs, Tusk. But it's like. You know, you it's it's just a really amazing and, and again, once again, I'm selling people on something again, but it's like 
I, I think that the best way to do it is to jump off one of the anime. It's all on Netflix. Literally almost every season except for the, the last one they've done, which was Golden Wind. It takes place in Italy. It's like a mafia tale, which is insane because it goes from one extreme to the next. It is an amazing show. It's an amazing thing to read. I can't believe that I'm actually deep into something like this. I, you can never so get me to read. You're reading the manga and watching the show. Yes. I'm yeah. reading the manga. Well, uh, I finished... Okay. I finished Golden Wind, so now I'm ready for Stone Ocean. I'm gonna actually be watching that with subtitles week to week on a crunchy roll, like a like a real weep. And it's it's great. I think JoJo. I, if we were to have a JoJo episode, that would make me so happy. That would make me so. I'm happy. down. I'm down to actually do it. Yeah, I'll watch it. I've been. I a bunch of people have been trying to get me to watch it, so I. Like if we I could, just, it, it seems like such like my sort of thing. I just have never like dived in. It, it would be impossible is, to make like an American adaptation. It would be impossible to make like I don't think so. An American? No, I mean, well, I mean, like a good one. I, I mean, like just because like so much of the energy that I've seen from it is like I don't even know who you would get to do this. Edgar Wright. Not. I was gonna say Wingard could do it because he's so weird. He just has like Wingard could do it. Yeah. The guy who did, I was thinking the guy who did uh, Kong Skull Island could do really, something really cool with that, especially with the. This, the the if if they were to give this show the actual budget to have needle drops, it would have needle drops all over. The literal credits of it is a yes song called Roundabout. Last season, <laughs> one of the ending credit songs was Jodeci freaking you. Yeah, it's, like, like that to me sounds like something I would have made up in my head. Like that's <laughs> yeah, I gotta watch this. It's insane. Hey, what's your favorite anime? It's got a Jodeci Boosman on the adaptation. <laughs> oh, that would be that'd be crazy. But yes, that if we were to do that, maybe maybe we'll do that down the line. I don't know if you guys want a JoJo. Uh, episode. I'm all for it. Let it let us know. It could probably be a lookout because the thing is, Mills doesn't want to do it. Jeff to acts like they don't <laughs> want to do it. We could do it on the show. We could do it here. We could watch anything. We're triple beam streams. Uh, but let's talk about some of the movies that are out in theaters right now. Obviously, movies are back, even though cases are up. Uh, <laughs> yeah, if you're an idiot, I mean, well, maybe I'll edit this out. But what the fuck, these people? I mean, let them die. Let them die. Die. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> I don't care. I, I I wish Pat was a politician. I want to see that press conference. <laughs> Let him die. Fuck him. No, Fuck seriously, seriously, it it's it's insane. The the cases are. I mean, out here, I don't want to like, you know, har, you know, harsh anyone's mood. Yeah. I know you guys listen to this for escape, but you know, it, it is kind of crazy. But it's still going um, on outside, y'all. It's still it's still rough. <laughs> Pat and I saw. F9. I don't, I don't want to talk about every movie that's out because, Dom, you've seen you know, all of them. We haven't seen all of them. I'm probably not <laughs> going to watch Black Widow at all. Um, and <laughs> just not. And I'm going to see Space I want to see Space Jam this week. So I don't want to drop too many spoilers in, in the episode before we see the movies. But F9, everyone should have seen this. This is this was like the this was kind of like the, the yeah, it was the event. It was the gateway drug to get people back into the Me theater. And you saw it last. Yeah, we saw. We definitely saw it last after a, after a bunch of false starts, but including we mounted a television. It was a, that was a, that was. I'm so sorry. I feel so bad. I tell my fans no, every a, day. I'm, I said it as an accomplishment. I mean, I tell my fans every day. I'm so sad that Pat came here all the way to Long Beach to help me mount a TV that we, that we thought was going to take like 15, 20 minutes at best, and it ended up taking about two and a half hours, and we didn't get to go see the movie. <laughs> We thought it was going to be easy because Justin was like, oh, the TaskRabbit guy got this up really easily. But then, and we were like, man, he must have been really good. And then as we got further in, it was like, no, he did it wrong. None of the stuff we need is here. <laughs> Had none of the screws. Nothing. Like, Why don't these washers fit? And it's like, oh, they're not supposed to. 
it turns out that the Task Rabbit guy was a complete and utter <laughs> scheme artist. But, but enough about that. More on to another scheme artist. Uh, Dom Toretto. <laughs> Dom Toretto, <laughs> Justin Lin, and Vin Diesel with F9. I know, Dom, you were you were mixed positive, right? I would say like mixed, mixed positive. I, I So like I went into F9 thinking like I am – of course, like I live near a fire hydrant. Um, I, I was thinking about, I was thinking about, uh, you know, I will watch like the fast movies forever. I just felt like there's nothing they can do to kill my weird love for the franchise. And I'll watch 10, 11, 12. I'll fucking keep watching for the way people are about the MCU is how I have fast movies. Like I don't, I, I know they're not good anymore. I don't care. I'm just, I'm on board. But then I watched F9 and I was like, okay, I still like these, but it's time. It's time to like, mm-hmm. you guys probably can't pull this off for much longer. You know, like, uh, looking I really enjoyed it. I liked it much more than the last two, but it's wearing thin. Yeah. I, my, my thing with this is I want these movies to kind of, I know it's kind of crazy to say, I want them to scale back and I think I'll probably enjoy them a lot better. I didn't really like this one at all. Um, I think that, and I was originally like on the, I was like, yo, people saying that it, it was trash. I was like, you guys are wilding. Like, this is the type of ridiculousness. But then I thought I was like, well, I didn't like the last one either. So like, maybe I keep going the into these. One, I don't think anybody liked eight. Yeah, but but I mean, but that's the point. Like, I we... liked eight more than seven. Like I, when I re, I rewatched all of them back to back. And like, when I got to seven, I felt like betrayed. Like, I felt like I had like a core memory stolen from me or something that I was like, I did not know this was as bad as it was. And, mm-hmm. and um, you can, you can watch all of Dom's recaps of these movies on his channel. The, uh, the art, the armchair auteur on YouTube. Yeah, I did all the homework. yeah. He did all the homework for us for this. And, but like, seriously, I, I feel like we go into these really wanting them to be good and I came into this one and then like literally within five minutes, Pat said this out loud. I got to go get some Sour Patch Kids for this one. Walks out of the theater, <laughs> says, fuck whatever's going on screen and goes to get some candy and comes back. And doesn't probably miss nothing. Doesn't even ask me what happened. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't even care. I was, I was too I excited about the free beer. <laughs> I, I think you're right in that they probably need to find a way to scale them back. I would, I would say one of two things, either scale them back, make them a little more grounded again, or go way further. Like to me, it's like, okay, the little space thing was fun and they did it like in a nice way and like a way that felt like it didn't, you know, break too much of the aesthetic distance. But like, if the next one involves time travel, like I'm cool with that. Like if you're going to go crazy, get really crazy. Yeah. You know what I mean, don't just do like kind of crazy dumb spy movie MacGuffin fake shit. They did the Branson stuff. going to space. They didn't do the Bezos going to space. Yeah, yeah I, that's what, see, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like I need an actual like. I hope the next movie is like them having to realize like, oh, we have to like just you know what if if Endgame could make a bad time travel movie, like the highest grossing movie of all time, or whatever, I would watch a fast movie where they have to like get together with cars to drive back really fast and revisit moments from the rest of the fucking movies. Or like, if they did like an Endgame thing, it would be stupid, but I'd be like, okay, cool. That's yeah, that sounds about right. But and, and that, like that's my main thing here is that like i think around six seven eight they started to serialize them as trilogies like later 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 entry trilogy types things and, and obviously it's going to wrap up with nine ten and eleven whatever they want to do here but it's like they're these feel like more product than they've ever felt before uh i mean i know they've always had you know the jeep sponsorship they've always had the 
Acura, whatever the fuck sponsorships every single movie. But like, there's very little here. There's a lot of family talk with very little emotion and heart in that family talk mm-hmm. and in that at all. And I, we, we were having a conversation about this the other day and Dom, you kind of like your eyebrow went up on me, but I was like, is Tyrese like the best part of this movie? And I really oh, yeah, just because I hate Tyrese, but that's not even else. <laughs> I, 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 I just he's fight been him, so but like consistently <laughs> bad throughout this series. But the moment when they actually went to space, yeah. I did think his performance was maybe one of my favorite parts of the whole movie. I, I thought it was, that... it was sincere, and I think that the best moments in the franchise, the ones that feel the most sincere, you know what I mean? And like the yeah. best Vin Diesel stuff is the parts that like you know he's not kidding. Like when we yeah. talk about stuff in these movies that are absurd. Vin Diesel doesn't do that. He's like, yeah, like this is like, it's like it's like Sylvester Stallone. He's a kind of a meathead, but there's like a there's a real like poetry to it. And to yeah. me, I think the biggest problem with these movies, the later ones, isn't that there's not enough emotion. It's that there's too much shit in between it all. Because mm-hmm. like the entire Han subplot doesn't fucking work. Like every one of these movies since like six has a huge chunk where you're like, why are we doing this? Why do I have to have this much screen time devoted to like whatever the fuck you know? Like if you just like that I think they need to streamline them in terms of like runtime. Like I know it's a lot yeah. of characters and every every actor goes to Vin on set. Like I need a scene where I say a thing at the barbecue and it's like maybe you don't. Maybe you just yeah. Yeah. sit in the background. Yeah. Or you get spin off on Disney Plus or something, you know, like <laughs> But it's like even the most interesting parts, like like we said, the space part is hampered by a stunt that we've seen already. Like I, I feel like the magnet thing is just the the safe thing, but with a magnet. It's like it was the same type of thing. Oh, it hundred percent is. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's it, very, it's very similar. And even that um, with like you can't even redo that because you had an even more impressive stunt than that when they had all the cars fall out the fucking building the the like literal next movie when they all fell out yeah. of the of the uh, of the roof on top of things it's like there we've reached the limit of like cars can we just go back to the racing part I'm pretty sure you guys can do some pretty crazy shit with racing right no yeah I really do feel like since I mean there is some racing in four but since Tokyo Drift introduced the it's not how fast you go it's like the finesse ever since yeah. they introduced that wrinkle. They've never gone back to who wins, like you know. Yeah. So like I, maybe the next one should just be like an actual race, uh, or this, or maybe they should just team up with Warner Brothers and do something with the Looney Tunes, and like you know, oh, here Tunes we go, to enlist Dom <laughs> to help them win a race against like the Monsters or something. Like so, so I was on. I actually did a. I went to Universal a couple weeks ago and did like the uh, the backlot tour on the tram, which. Uh, even like having worked on lots now, like I would still highly recommend. Uh, but there's two moments and one is with uh, the 2005 King Kong and one is with Fast where the tram kind of like stops in the tunnel that it's in. Like it, it stops being outside and the tram drives into like a tunnel and the tram stops and like the track that it's on moves along with like s- sequences that are going on all around you in almost 360 degree screens. Uh, so like you become part of like a high speed chase that Dom and Letty are leading uh, with uh, the Shaw brothers mm-hmm. uh, and like the tram move like they bounce the tram around and, and like that was way cooler than past nine. Yeah, it's just cra- <laughs> like the jungle thing was supposed to be like death defying. And I was just like, meh, at the end, because really the only part of that scene that I really like or that set piece that I really like was Tyrese like questioning I, I love the more the mortality thing they did because it kept having the audience question what the fuck just happened there and what the fuck just happened right there and you're thinking it's going to set up to be like this really kind of okay they're really going to go crazy 
but then Ludacris calls him a dumbass, and then they just forget about it. You know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah. it's like they completely well, like, they forget about it. So I honestly thought it was there was a minute where I thought it was going to pay off in space with not both of them dying because I, I, I couldn't picture Ludacris dying, but I thought like, oh, what if they just kill Roman here? Like, what if he just <laughs> like what if the whole yeah. thing is like building up to the joke of he's immortal that he like sacrifices himself because like no one, no one in this franchise has had like a genuine cool heroic death other than like Gal Gadot and then like Paul Walker died in real life as a count. Yeah. You know, and like Han died, but now he's back. You know what I mean? They're probably going to find a way to bring Gal Gadot back in the next movie somehow. So it's like, no one has like, there is no real death. No one's really yeah. died other than like Dom's dad in prequel form. So yeah, like, <laughs> it, it's, I mean, I thought that was like insane that you, you did. That's the one thing you didn't spoil with for us here too, uh, Dom was the young Dom Toretto Yeah, oh my God, yeah. <laughs> uh, I didn't talk about it in my video at all. With the review I wrote for Looper, I was just like, why did they get a kid who looks like David Blaine to, to Dom, play young was, Vin Diesel? I said this out loud. I said, there's no way this kid grows up to be Dom Toretto and this kid grows up to be John Cena. There's no fucking way that these kids it grow up like to be It looked like David Blaine and like Turtle. Not Turtle. No. Who's like, 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 the, like E from Entourage? Like, yeah, yeah. It does not look like... Honestly, when the movie opened up with like the old logo, like the old studio logo, I was like, why are they doing an old logo? Oh, it's the past. Yeah. And then I kept trying to think like if the timeline lined up from like when the first movie was in 2001. Definitely doesn't like, line up. Yeah, definitely did no. not at all. I'm like, that doesn't make sense. No. But Justin, they, about two seconds in the movie, Justin leans over to me and he's like, how old are these guys? <laughs> exactly. Because I was like, because Don was supposed to be what? 24 22 or something yeah like 24 yeah, yeah. 25 maybe. he was he was far older than than brian was and even his sister and now we're supposed to believe that sometime in maybe the 80s this is <laughs> happening and he goes to jail for potentially murdering a guy and he's out <laughs> he doesn't look like vin diesel yet what when does yeah. this fucking happen this literally like hand, goes in at like him... sorry Dom, go ahead no you go ahead he like okay let's say he's 18 in that in that, which he looks 30, but let's say he's 18. <laughs> and, and le okay, let's say that Vin is 25 in Fast 1. You don't, that's okay. not seven years. No, no, no. That's, oh, that's, that, well, how much, it depends on how much time. They never say how much time he gets in prison. We're getting deep lore here. But yes, it, never says, <laughs> it never says how long, how long he's actually in prison. Let's say he does five to ten, gets out on good behavior in about four. Okay? Yeah. He's still not buff enough to, be to become Dom Toretto. Yeah, um, you would think him coming out of jail when, was when he would get ripped because that's like where that happens. Because what yeah. else do you do? Yeah. But like, I have to, I didn't have as many complaints about that because I kept thinking about how Vin Diesel strikes me as the kind of guy who would tell the studio that he could play <laughs> himself at 17 <laughs> without any CG. And you know what? just have to roll with that. I wouldn't let him do it. Given, but, yeah, but given the way these movies are, like if 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 they, if they had done that, and then like the shot of his brother in, in like the back of the car was just John Cena, like, and the movie just opened with like, oh, that's that's John Cena. <laughs> like we've never also, seen him the, before. It's not quite revealed until the end of the movie just how much bigger Cena is than Vin, but it's significant, comically, comically huge. But it kind of makes sense the idea though that he is like compensating you know what i mean yeah, like he pushed himself that, like, to do so the, the fact that like i know people think it's stupid but the jacob Toretto storyline to me is like the best thing in these movies have done in a while because it's such a weird like comic booky anime thing 
that Dom has a secret brother that he ran out of town. Yes. Because he like let, killed let me, their dad, but he didn't really kill their dad. Let and, me like, run this up. Let, <laughs> let me run this up the flagpole. Jojo does this. Because <laughs> <Yes. laughs> I was just so like, this is not like, I just remember thinking like, okay, you can tell that when they came up with this concept, that this is what they should have hung the movie around but they had to get justice for Han and they had to do other shit with like, they had to give Ramsey something to do. So some, some computer MacGuffin in this space. And Ram- okay, find some time, sorry, to time do. out. Ramsey and these movies, get her out. <laughs> <laughs> the best got to go. Not became a main character. I, I was like, why? She's got to go. I just don't understand. I just don't. And, and, how, and, how, how many days you think there are uh, Charlize spent on set? That's Two. another issue <laughs> I have with these movies. Two days. Charlize uh, is she not a Bruce good in this villain role. She's well, she's gonna I, be around. She's the big I bad. know, and I hate it. <laughs> well, I think it's funny too, because I they've been they've implied that she's also gonna be the big bad they were hinting at in, in Hobbs and Shaw because they wrote the movie to for have Keanu, a new right? big bad to for to be Keanu, and then he like didn't do it. And they're like, yeah. Oh fuck. <laughs> well, shit. We didn't we didn't actually have a character. We figured Keanu would show up and be like, I want to do this. And he was like, "No, I'm thriving right now. I don't have to do this." I don't movie. need it. I, and I, but do you think this this is going to join the Rock story? The 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 Rock uh, Hobbs. Uh, I think unfortunately they're going to have to get folded back in. Yeah. For the big finale, even though yeah. I'd be happy if they both just died off screen or something. Like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> or this is just a different branching reality now. Like, this is no longer canon or something. But like, because even the I mean, one more thing about the John Cena thing. Nordic uh, Nordic. Uh, that entire scene when she like why are we getting into like phrenology in the middle of a fast movie it's just acknowledge that like they have different parents different moms or something or just like that's what I said. All. yeah that's what i said i was just like they should have just said that 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 uh jacob's mom disappeared or died or something like that or like and like my- somebody somebody says something and then charlie says like that's why you're only half brothers or something like but like it's yes. a one line anything it made me feel like maybe on, on the low, Charlize is like super racist and just, was just riffing on set. And they're like, yeah, keep rolling. Use Bro, that. You're from South let Africa. Me tell you, let, me, let me tell you what I just thought. What if Charlize is his mom? Bro, I, that's, that's really, that's. She's that's not that old. Weird. What if Charlize is his mom? Didn't they fucking kiss in the last movie? Fuck it. That's, I mean, different moms. <laughs> different moms. <laughs> oh, different oh, moms. Oh, like, okay, mom. like if she's seen his mom. mom. Okay. She's seen his mom. She's seen his mom. You how like, would she, she know? She said that it was her job to know this. How else would she know intimately about this super spot? Like, hey, I'm getting a hey, third eye. Whoop, it's open. It's open. <laughs> Justin is outside your house right now. He's like, like open up. I want to talk. How did you get this? You're going to see the beam right here. <laughs> it's the beam right here. But F9. We're we're on we're we're barreling towards F ten. I don't know if it's gonna be F ten part one part two or F ten F eleven. They're filming it presumably right now, I believe. So it's it's supposed uh, to be coming. No, I don't think I don't think they started yet. I think they're still like because I think um because uh, they haven't like have any sort of casting announcements or anything. I mean, I think they're probably still like figuring it out. Uh, Let's see. I haven't I, I, I I I figured it out. <laughs> I figured it out already. Call me. Pekka IMDb Pro open right now. Someone I has I, to I don't have an account. Okay, uh, one more thing. <laughs> what? Well, one more last thing. The Brian reveal at the end. Stop doing it. It's tacky. Leave sleep. Let sleep. Oh, dogs no, lie. they're definitely going to like have a hologram him in the next movie. Like, there's just no way. They they I don't think they should. They, I think it's awful. They talked about that they were already looking into it. His brother, right? 
I don't. I, I just saw a headline, and I just I, I I sometimes I believe that if I don't click on a headline, the event won't happen in real life. So, <laughs> no, I've tried that. When I saw anyway. like it, you know, I, I producers already like, exploring possibilities. Yeah, they asked they guys. asked Lynn like, Did, "Are we going to see Brian again?" He was like, "Maybe." Oh god! Which is like yes, which is gonna be- which is we've already done the previs work. You know, we've we've done screen tests. It's like, oh look, it's Brian. He's he's sailing through the air to crash into a plane. He sacrificed himself for us, but we never saw his face. <laughs> I to me, honestly, I remember thinking that the the thing played well at the end of F nine because I thought it was cool, like just seeing the car and stuff. Like I like the idea of like. Hey, we wow. lost him in real life, but we haven't lost him here. Here, he's still alive on some like San Junipero shit or whatever. But Dom, why he late? <laughs> why he's he the late? one? He's he. Maybe there's like a side. There'll be like an animated side prequel or something. I don't know. I thought it was kind of tasteful. I thought it was like sort of well done. I don't know. I thought it was evil, man. I was. I didn't love it. Uh, I think they probably better off just staying away from it keep keep them wet because the thing is do we want to keep because it'll almost be like in wakanda forever whatever the fuck it's called they keep bringing up chadwick oh we have been talking my girlfriend i've been talking about this all week it's like i have no idea what the fuck they're gonna do to make this movie work i just know it's not gonna be good i know that there's almost no conceivable way for black panther 2 to be I don't mean great. I just mean like watchable. Like I just already know it's going to be some compromised weird shit. They're going to like, honestly, like all things considered as bad a movie as Furious 7 is, they managed to work around Paul Walker's death pretty well in the way they gave him a send off. And when you were talking about the best part of the sincerity, the the, the, when Vin is doing his send off for Paul Walker, like, oh my God, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, You will cry. I cry every watch. About the rest of the movie. I can't go but back and watch that. There's no way yeah. that Marvel's going to pull that off. It's just going to be like, it's going to open like a funeral or something. And it's just going to be like, it's going to have center all the women now. Sure. going to not talk about vaccinations and stuff. And then- oh God. <laughs> it's going to have uh, the FBI agent uh, look over to his left. He's going to see Chadwick in the sky and he's going to nod. <laughs> and they're going to go arrest some black people. I mean, uh, even, even the fact that it's called Wakanda forever just doesn't bode, bode well for like, it's just, I want to say, Oh, we're still around. Like, we survived the Chadwick death. Like, we're still here as a franchise. I think think Angela Bassett said that there's, like, multiple drafts of the script in play because they're going to overshoot material and then just to have have options to see what plays in the editing room and what doesn't. And, like, that's not how good movies get made. No, that's hilarious. We we don't know how to do this tastefully, but we're going to pray and spray enough that it happens. They're going to pray and spray. And it's just like, I know that the Marvel fans will eat up whatever it is, but you know what? They could have saved everyone a lot of trouble by either not making the movie totally fucking fine. You have 30 other mm-hmm. movies mm-hmm. or just manning up and recasting T'Challa. Y'all, 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 y'all are paying Jonathan Majors to play Kane the Conqueror. He could have just done this. Spoilers. Sorry. I mean, they announced he was playing that. It's not. It's not okay. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Sorry. That's like a, when he, when the news broke, but like he could have done this. Even I knew that. <laughs> there's so many there are just so many talented black leading men type actors who could really knock this part out of the park and we're just gonna like not let that happen as I was, a memorial i was in the boat of don't make the movie but i know the, yeah, how I, these I, things I, work the one. yeah I, I know how these things work i would have been like we got to cancel it we'll wait we'll wait like eight years and we'll bring it back we got blade coming you guys can just wait for that like okay, that could I be i do have i do have an oh no uh uh oh! Light bulb that just went off. Uh oh! Uh oh! So, 
re- when why didn't I mean okay like why didn't they just use the multiverse shit to recast him? That's yeah. fair. Because they haven't established they haven't established it yet. That's why. I know, but they still okay, they still could then in that like I guess then maybe they will. Like maybe they will put a new a new actor in as Black Panther just in the multiverse stuff. Yeah, that'd be fair. It, but I mean, much like DC's doing or gonna do in a couple of months, years, whatever. That's fair. I just think that it, it, it's a slippery slope with casting uh, deceased actors. I think it's so easy to do one that's disgraced, like with with, with Zack Snyder did and Army of the Dead. Like that's when it was just like, oh, we're not gonna miss. Yeah, that. just make Tick yeah. make Tick T'Challa now. <laughs> throw, throw her in there. Oh, I wish we could get a. I wish we could digitally remove them and and digitally remove everything else that I've fucking seen this year from this. Uh, I I wanted to before we get to alone because is that that's a that's a meaty so to speak conversation. This A24 sales rumor is rumored to be they're, they're trying to put up the company for $3 billion. I was like, y'all niggas is worth that much. But uh, Apple. I so, man. Uh, yeah, I get it. I, yeah, I think it sounds right. I don't know the little I know. Apple seems to be interested. They fumbled MGM. Well, rather they didn't fumble them. They just said, you know, if, you, if you're not. They doing watched that- it go bye well i feel like a lot of that hinged on the 007 thing and i think that's really why they they let it go because they didn't still a mistake that we haven't seen it already yeah i listen if there's one movie i do not give a fuck about coming out this year it is no time to die it should have been out by now i'm sorry i've been watching it at thanksgiving exactly i i just don't give a fuck about the movie at all but um do you think apple fumbles this one or do you think they let this one go for some reason i already thought apple had a deal with a24 because <laughs> they've, they've they've done a couple of things together they did uh that sofia coppola movie with bill murray and um rashida jones oh yeah, yeah they yeah. helped distribute that i think um i didn't see but that but they already yeah they're already um they're already in bed with with marty you know for his new movie and stuff like they're they're obviously trying to invest more in the original content and like there's other than Ted Lasso, they don't have anything that has any kind of a cultural footprint, right? Yeah. Like the morning show, I guess we watch it and it has a bunch of awards, but like nobody does anybody quote it, does anybody talk about it, nobody cares. So it's like they need something that's gonna to me, essentially the way A24 has created like an image in people's minds of what A24 means is very of a piece with the way Apple makes people think about their products. Right. So to me, if they were going to partner with some studio or buy some or acquire something, that to me is like an easy layup. And like $3 billion is like nothing to them. So like, you know, uh, I I mean, like it, it, to me, it makes the most sense because it would, it would have like a built-in level of prestige for the original content. Because right now, like, I think I have like the free year of Apple TV plus and like, I think I watched like a Peanuts thing on it one time. Like I don't watch, I don't watch it. On, <laughs> yeah, you know, I like and I, I literally, all it, I, I watched the Justin Timberlake movie. That's it. And that was nice. But like, they they need something that's going to make people think of them as not like a joke. You know, because yeah. right now every studio is doing the streaming shit, and like it's really easy to look like like a joke. Like, oh, you guys are doing your version of of Disney Plus, and it sucks. Like, it's really easy to be like a an afterthought. This would make right. them seem like a legitimate player. I think. Yeah, I, I think if I absolutely wants to do more shows, and if Apple needs shows, and they just kind yep. of crossbreed that branding, then great. 
Yeah, they need to have the pulse of the young generation. A24 is that. They sell so much merch out the ass. They're selling a so huge euphoria. They're selling a huge euphoria book with just the scripts and pictures and set photos that sells out literally within seconds every time it gets restocked. Yeah, I mean, I think every member of this I don't, of this show has a piece of A24 merch in their in their home. Yeah. Uh, and th- like there's still it could easily go south. Uh, I hope it doesn't, but they're still at the point where like they're beloved and actually distributing good movies. Like the movies that they're cranking out, like they're, they're getting, you know, there's more of them. So there's less of them that are amazing, but they still put out some of the best movies every year. And just imagine being able to, to watch hereditary whenever you want to, if you have Apple, Apple TV plus, or these shows, whenever you want to, or some of, some of our favorite movies in the past decade have come from the studio hereditary i just named uh good time uh was another one that, that a lot of people love well, i mean uncut gems uncut the gems. witch the yeah. lighthouse midsummer yeah. uh eighth grade yeah uh, you know classics uh, it's the murderers yeah. row and you know i saw a thing in one of the articles about this they're pointing out how it's not like a24 doesn't have flops and duds but you can't think of any of them yeah you know what i mean like like the way they manage their brand the stuff they do right completely overshadows the shit they fuck up because like mm. they definitely have had some i've watched some 24 movies that are fucking terrible i don't remember the titles you know yeah. that's like, that's like good work. <laughs> they are they are to, they're like the they are literally this isn't to, to be a you know negative pejorative thing where they're like the complex of like movies right now kids are gonna go see these movies if they see that <laughs> yeah that logo. that's fair that's the fair comparison i mean zola yeah. they're gonna they're they're gonna go see that shit too um Let's get into the the topic of the show. So a, a week ago, I said, a week or two ago, I said, "Hey man, I got a new obsession," and everybody in the chat said, "Oh geez," I said, All right, here, <laughs> "Here he goes again." I said, "Survival shows," and a light bulb went off on everybody's fucking head in there, and they said, "Yes, I like that." So I've always been a fan of survival shows. I started watching Naked and Afraid about two and a half, three years ago, binged it went crazy on it and then I fell off for a second but there was another one that popped up that I had never known about until about a month ago called Alone. I had it in my queue and then literally a couple of weeks ago me and my fiance sat through season seven and watched through the whole thing and it was the most compelling and amazing thing (laughs) I've ever seen in my life. So for this episode of Triple Beam Streams we are showing love to season seven of Alone on the History Channel. So this season takes place in the uh, the Great Slave Lake in the Northwest. I, I, I don't like that name. I'll tell yeah, you. That I right made now. a concerned I, face when I read that at first. I, I, I'm not a fan of it, but it is in the Northwest Territory. So that means it's like kind of like by Canada, a little bit like way north by uh, it's through like Marion Lake. But this this show, well, to, to understand the show, you have to understand the, the crux and the actual gimmick of survival shows. So let's take Naked and Afraid, for example, Naked and Afraid. It's two strangers together, naked, of course, a man and a woman. Most times, sometimes they do multiple people. They have to, they don't do multiple people, but they have multiple people on the show. Um, but they have to survive in the regular version of the show. They have to survive for 21 days with one piece of equipment they brought. Most people bring fire starters. They bring knives. They bring, you know, bug, uh, what are the bug screens where they don't get hit by mosquitoes. They land, they plop them into some strange place and they they say, okay, go survive for 21 days. And then you have to go walk to go to go get extracted. Where alone differs in that they're not naked, which I felt the naked thing was a superfluous gimmick anyway. Listen, like if I can't point. watch an uncensored version of it, don't make them naked. <laughs> 
it, and not only that, but it makes the challenge unnecessarily harder for TV. Yeah. And I, and I think surviving on your own is hard enough when you're, there's no electricity. Yeah. Because that's hard about like a stick you know? going up your ass. Yeah. I'm already in the woods. I can't have clothes. Like yeah, exactly. the woods is bad. It doesn't matter how many clothes I have. <laughs> exactly. yeah, like, there's wolves here. Why 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 would clothes why would no clothes make it worse? There's a wolf. And, and I think that <laughs> I think that like in terms of alone, they give you the only thing that's different in alone is obviously the nakedness. Well, there's a lot of things different in alone, but like the 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 in terms of production, I'd say and alone they film themselves. They had they set up one motion camera that the actual contestants set up themselves in the trees. There's no production around. So everything you see in this is is all handheld and shot. And Naked and Afraid, they literally have medics in production around the corner the whole time. Yeah, and, no, and on, they on alone, them. it's the Michael Scott version. It's just you and the camera. Exactly. It's yeah. That's what makes it so compelling to me. Obviously, you can wear as many clothes as you want. You can wear clothes if you want to. You're allowed 10 items to bring. My man's cottage was burning down, and he said, let me grab the GoPro. <laughs> <laughs> he cared about the product you know like <laughs> 10 items it. 10 items so that could be a tarp it could be a fire starter they allow you to bring a toothbrush which you can't bring on naked and afraid they allow you one photo of your fucking family in case you miss them because does the that count about, as an item no it doesn't it counts okay. as, an extra, as an extra thing that you can just bring but the thing about loan is that it's 100 days so that means you get 10 items, you get to wear what you want, but you get 100 days to do it and just go out there and survive. But it's, it's usually the most stark conditions. This is a list of some of the places that they, they plant these motherfuckers. It's insane. Vancouver Island, British Columbia, which is cold as fuck. Uh, Patagonia, Northern Mongolia, Great Slave Lake, of course. And now just recently, they put them in Chilcote Lake in British Columbia, which is also cold as shit. It basically looks exactly like Great Slave Lake. Yeah, it's like the Arctic. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's like they punish you. You're, you're already being punished. I pay gonna... the prize money to not do this shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's insane. It's really insane. But of course, you get that. You know the the contestants on this are all survivalists on a loan, and they're masters of this. And naked and afraid, these are like some some fly by night motherfuckers that just want to do this for fun, which I think is even worse. Because on, on naked and afraid, there'll be somebody where they'll, they'll give their little testimony about who they are. And it's like, yeah, I have and I have like one super niche skill. And they're like, I'm really good at this <laughs> one thing. I, hope I can we do a backflip and I own toe cool. shoes. <laughs> yeah. And then once they get taken wherever they are, they go, oh, no, we're in a terrain where my one skill is useless. Now my titties are out and all I have is this butterfly knife. You know, like it's 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 very clearly designed to create just the funniest shit imaginable, not necessarily like compelling drama or or like real suspense about how they're going to do like, you know, they're going to do badly. They don't have their clothes on and they're fools. So yeah. you're just there for the spectacle of it, you know, but alone. Exactly. Almost immediately, you're like, yo, these people like know. Even like the losers are like elite mm -hmm. at what they mm -hmm. do, which I thought was yes. really cool. It's and like I feel like shit about somebody special. in the NBA, and it's like, okay, that's still a better basketball player than anyone you've ever met. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, they're they're what, bad in the NBA. And what makes it even iller is like to Dom's point is that like they're masters, but they have never been through this specific thing. And that is what makes season seven so crazy. Season seven, they usually give you a prize pool of $500,000, which is pretty hefty. I think 
Naked and Afraid, I, I looked up what how much they get. It's about five thousand dollars if you actually make it through the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, and you have to spend it at Applebee's. Because <laughs> the- five thousand dollars for three weeks naked in the middle of nowhere on on like television is like insane. a joke. It's it's and insane. It's like less than Union scale, probably. Yeah, or yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Se- season seven up the ante on alone by giving them a million dollars to basically conquer a place that they were not able to conquer the season before, which is the Great Slave Lake. It's to me still in my opinion, the toughest place that they, they have ever put these people in because of the way that it changes the, the climate. They drop them in there in September and then the winter, it's literally winter there like a week after they get there. So like they have to actually forage their food, get everything straight before they actually, you know, can get their, their shelter and everything, you know, correct. What I love about Alone, and I, and I guess let's just get right into it, is that there are moments, especially in this season, and it happens in other seasons. I've been watching them since then. I've, I've been kind of binging them as well. It very much shows these people not only losing their fucking minds <laughs> slowly yeah. on this show, but also it's actually kind of beautiful. The the types of things that they and, and I have to give all the credit to the, the people who edit the show. They do a fantastic job of editing the show, but it's actually kind of like a really cool character drama as well with them coming to terms with their own demons. I was kind of su- you know, pleasantly surprised by like I was sure that everyone on it was gonna be like a MAGA person, and even though some of them like definitely were, uh, it was very like that wasn't like the glaring aspect of like like most people just talked about like their dead relatives and like missing their families and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That uh, let 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 me like get through the the contestants of this season. Uh, we have Roland Wa- kicked ass. We have Roland Walker. Who's from the Red Devil, Alaska? He's the goat, uh, obviously. Uh, Callie Russell, she's from Montana. Uh, K- uh, Kaylin Monroe, a- uh, Amos Rodriguez, uh, he's actually from like what was he from? He's from the DR, or something El Salvador. Like that. Yeah, from El Salvador. He was actually in some some real deep shit. His story is actually pretty compelling to me. Yeah, it was um, crazy. You have Mark D'Ambrosio, who 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 fucking goes out crazy. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Joe. Uh, from Redding, California, who <laughs> I think we have a lot of words about that guy. Uh, we have Joel, uh, Keith, Corey Hawk, and Sean Helton. Some of these people don't last very long. I think Sean is out on day on episode one because he lost his fire starter. Yeah, and yeah. he was like, I'm Sean was the bush, the bush ninja guy, right? Who was yes. like, I can make anything out of bush stuff. And I was like, oh, cool, I like this guy. Yeah, and then immediately he was just like, fuck it, I ain't got my thing, I'm screwed. Like, in a way, I respected that he knew he was not going to last and win. And it's like, okay, if I'm not going to win a million dollars, I'm going to go home and have a sandwich. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to fucking wait a month to discover that I'm not going to win. I know I'm not going to win. I'm going to go fucking home. Yeah. Um, okay. I will say, I I don't, I couldn't do this for two hours. <laughs> yeah, right. By sundown, I'd be like, I, I'm tapping out. Where's yeah, I mean, I don't like it when the air conditioning's on in my house. So uh, I wouldn't do well, but, but if I were to go to one of these things, I would be able to start a fucking fire. Like, well, here's the, here's the thing though. What I would imagine that, yes, you probably be able to start a fire on your own, but knowing that you have to sustain that fire every day for a hundred days, every day for a hundred days. And he doesn't have his fire starter. So that's going to be the easy. My thing is you dumb as hell for even trying to, for losing it, trying to hunt. You dumbass. Like, I don't yeah. even know why he did that because, like, you're going to need to sustain it because he knows snow is coming. 
that that wood is going to get very very uh he's going to get wet he's going to have to ha- yeah. have fire to dry it off inside of his cabin if his fire doesn't get big enough he's fucked there were just certain people that came on this show this season that just were not re- not saying that i fucking know but yeah, okay. on tv this, this this goes back to the nba thing where you're watching it it's like i know i couldn't do any of this but i also know you can't you know what i mean it was like yeah. i i obviously am a loser but i can tell that you're better than me but still you should know this. this yeah, yeah. You, you should like, know this specifically like without I, I mean i guess we don't want to spoil like who won or whatever for like people who are actually gonna watch this and stuff but like when i was watching it within the first episode i remember every time a character get introduced go away they're not gonna win okay they're not gonna win and everyone had like a thing about them where i'm like nah like you know what that one chick was like already crying in the first episode i'm like you just got here that's not i mean you're not you're not gonna win i know you know what? Yeah, was, was elizabeth warren Fuck it. We're going yes. to we're we're going to we're going to put full spoilers on here. I mean, it's a great show. You should watch it anyway, even if you spoil it. You need to see it. Like us describing this is not yeah. going to yeah, do will, it justice. I, I will say that I, I in the first or second episode, when they were introducing everybody. There were multiple people where I was at like, that person's not going to win. When they introduced Roland, that's the that's the, the our guy. right? Yes. That's like I, I can't remember Danger, the when they introduced that Danger dude, Rock. Within moments i was like that guy is gonna win i don't know I, I, I didn't look up spoilers or anything i was like that guy is like my guy is rolling and then i went to look up the cat hmm? oh sorry keep going keep going oh, i went to look at the cast list so i could keep them all straight because like it's all just like white people with beards like <laughs> who knows yeah um and when i looked on the website they list who the winner was so i was like oh well they spoiled it for me but i was like but i knew it i knew it was gonna be that yeah guy. you know you know it because the is thing he is one who declares he will not lose like some yeah, yeah. He literally like, he I said will not be losing. Losing is not an option. He literally said, like, look, I don't have any family to come back to. You. I don't have any of that other stuff. Like, oh, I'm I, I'm I, winning I, that million dollars. He had like, an amazing line is. that I actually emailed myself. And he said something <laughs> like he said, like, he he said something like, I have no wife and no kids. And I'm trying to make my life even simpler than it already is. And I was like, <laughs> This guy cannot. No weapon forged against Roland. No, yeah, like we're, we're gonna we're gonna have a, a legend. We're gonna have a Roland section because I say for my money, he's one of the greatest contestants in any fucking competition I've ever seen in my life. Like anything, like, like, anything. I, he crushed them. He, <laughs> well, it got, it got spooky for him around day ninety, but we're gonna we're, we're gonna get back to him. Uh, we we also have Corey Hawk. Who tore his uh, MCL? This fucking this was, yeah, okay, this first guy off, was the hardest. I laughed the whole time. Yeah, this fucking CrossFit fucking armed forces motherfucker. <laughs> the minute he was talking about like how how he he takes a lot of pride in building shelter, he's like, I, I kind of let my creative side kind of like my artistic side. I really take pride in like putting together a home. And I was like, Yeah, bro, wrong wrong show. Yeah, like, you're not. When he when he wiped out by fucking pulling tearing his quad or whatever the fuck, I was like, all right, yeah, that's exactly how I thought he was gonna go out. When I mean, when he's these people talk about like, oh, you know, I I've spent my whole life preparing for this. I'm amazed. I can build a shelter out of anything. And then he's like walking along hiking. And he's like, I did have meniscus surgery two years ago. And you're like, well, what the fuck are you doing here then? <laughs> yeah, there's definitely like a lot of hubris i think because it's like i mean i don't know i know i couldn't win something like this but if someone was like you could win a million dollars i don't know that i wouldn't try because like a million dollars is like a crazy amount of money i mean it's not oh absolutely yeah i, I mean like I, I i think i'd be like you know what i probably look like an idiot and feel badly but i might try what happens if i'm all with like a bunch of other people who are worse than me you never know but like okay so the site says that Corey brought on his on on this journey a sleeping bag, a pot, a ferro rod. A ferro rod is a fire starter. 
uh, fishing line and hooks, bow and arrows, snare wire, a multi-tool, a paracord, a saw, and an axe. That's pretty fine. I feel like the axe and the saw are like, uh, this is just me talking. I feel like they're redundant, but it could just be me. He brought the bow and arrows because he just looked like fucking Hawkeye. He was just like, oh, I like this. He wanted to look cool? (laughs) (laughs) Like, bro, I'm I'm surprised no one just brought like a gun. I feel like like, he was just like... What did you bring? A fire starter and an AK and a bunch of ammo. What do you mean? But, it, but the thing is, with the gun, I feel like they'd probably be like, yo, I feel like, because you know, there, there are certain, one thing we didn't oh, mention no, is that is that um, they're, they're allowed to kill animals. And on this show, I think that's what made you guys watch this show, because I said, you actually get to see them kill animals on I this show. I was worried about this, honestly. <laughs> but there are certain animals that they can't hunt. And, and on this specific season, they couldn't hunt foxes. And it ends up being that foxes were the ones that were fucking them up the whole season, regardless. Oh, it's okay. Yeah, you're <laughs> they right couldn't that. kill the foxes, and a, and a lot of the seasons they couldn't hunt um, the foxes because they're they're considered uh, endangered animals in that area because people hunt them for for furs. But uh, I guess that's why they're like, okay, if you have a gun, we feel like mentally, if you get to a point where you're like tired of this shit, <laughs> we, don't, we don't want you to we don't want you to do something drastic. <laughs> the water, the iPhone water gun emoji. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because one thing about alone is that you have to, when you, you tap out, shit. when you ta- you will lose your shit. And when you tap out, you have to wait to for them to come get you. There's yeah. one season where while the guy's sleeping, he burns his actual shelter down. He calls to get tapped out, but they're saying we can't bring helicopters in yet because it's too dark and we can't bring you a boat because the, the, the lake is frozen over. So you have to wait until the morning for us to come get you with no oh, yeah, shelter. He might have. He might have. Well, this was, wasn't this almost? Yeah. Oh, um, um, no, 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 it didn't this is a different season. It's from a okay. different season. It might, it, it, it could have happened almost, but his it basically didn't happen. did. It basically had. He, ha- he, he stepped out and then his house burned down. <laughs> the shelter. But and he was what, still trying to get the shot. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I love, yeah. I love that he tapped out. Then it happened because it, to, to me, that became a sign that he was like, well, I should have just, I should have. This, this was a sign that I should have did it anyway. This made yeah. my job easier for me. But then you have like people who like, like Keith, uh, who who fucking got goddamn uh, food poisoning from eating bullshit, and that's the one. That's another dangerous thing about this whole thing is that like you you get a food poisoning from eating things, and you have to get medically evacuated out, which is embarrassing on, on so many levels. I forgot what he ate. I'm trying to find my notes on what he ate that made him uh that made him tap out. Someone else tapped out now that the the second to last lady, the one who like she had like frostbite on her toes. Everything I would have been like pissed. Oh, that's Callie. She made it to like she made it like 89 days or something. That's so fucking close. It's like another week. Yeah, he oh, uh, million dollars. She got a robot tapped out in an hour or so because of seeing a bear. <laughs> he ate he, Keith is the one, Keith is the one who ate the squirrel. And, and the squirrel gave him the runs and he was like all right nah because it because because the thing is these animals also carry disease i believe it was yeah. i think it was callie or kaylin who ends up being the runner-up who found a it was either a possum or someone or another animal that had spots on their liver and it was like well should i eat the rest of the animal and i was just like i don't know i would have thrown that shit out or i would yeah. attack because it's like day 81 like i've done that shit but you get to see these people in such like stark situations. I, I think even um Kaylin, her big thing was she wasn't able to ice fish. And when winter hit, 
the only thing that people could eat because everything and, and obviously not everyone were able to kill a fucking musk ox, a musk ox like fucking Roland did. That they was had the unbelievable. <laughs> they had the fish. The GoPro vision of like him stabbing. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like his his strand of the show was the most like playing an actual video game where you yes. have like the boss's character. And you're yes. like, yeah, I could do this. I, I I can distinctly remember many times on the show being like, man, where my nigga rolling at? Like, I don't care <laughs> yeah, about this certain, shit. Well, the, the, the ice fishing, the lady that came in third place or whatever, like the one who was, I feel like the most emotional because she was missing her husband and stuff where I was just like, man, yeah. I know that that's compelling to some people, but what's compelling to me is like the weird guy who like would have been a king if this was like thousands of years ago. Yes. Like, I want to see what he's doing. When, when they cut back to him and he was like using like like animal brains, like like lotion. Oh yeah, he, yeah. He, like he like scalped a skull out and was like, yeah, the brain's really small and smooth. It's good for moisturizing. I was just like, this. this is, I said he. I said he's different. Different. He is built this, different, bro. He, he's you know different. Built different because every if you look at the other nine contestants, like two of them are from like places like big ass places like Vancouver, another big city. Most of the other people are from places with populations in the high hundreds to like the medium thousands, which are, those are small towns. Uh, Roland is from Red Devil, Alaska, population <laughs> 23. <laughs> That's Roland how you know. Like he's from a made up place. But if you like, think about it, Roland, from- Roland might be the toughest motherfucker out there out of them 23, or there's someone tougher than him. Which is yeah. scary yeah. to think about. Like he's Wolverine and someone else that has saber tooth. Yeah, I don't want. I don't want to think about Roland's yeah, like, nemesis. Like, I mean, to, to get to Roland, I mean, the I mean, the other contestants, they're, they're fire. I mean, if you even look at how 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 long a lot of these people lasted, the women outlasted the men by far on this show. That's because women deal with so much pain on a regular basis, right? That just didn't like they're like their yeah, life they're not in the woods. Yeah, Callie, Callie, who was uh, <clears throat> she lasted eighty nine days. She was insane. I think there were but moments she lost where she, the shit by then. Yeah, when she did the bear thing, I was like, okay, yeah, she's she's gone. She was celebrating Halloween. I, you know what? Though? <laughs> I thought that like of the people though, I also felt like she was going to do pretty well because she was like, I basically already do this, not for this yes. long. Yeah, but like I just be out in the woods doing people in the woods shit. It's like, yeah, that's who you need. Like the other guy, I think the guy that had the food poisoning, like he like it like was raised feral or something. He said, so like, <laughs> okay, yeah, that sounds about right. I don't know what that means, but all right, cool. Like the the one guy, the the person who had, I feel like the most most skill and like least insanity was the one guy where like when he saw the bear and I jumped back because I was like, yo, I don't want to get killed by a bear, <laughs> and he was just like, I got to prove this bear that I'm not fucking around, and I was like, okay. All right, I would avoid the bear like the plague for a hundred days personally. But if you think you can go fight this bear because you're Anthony Hopkins in the Edge, do it, man. You got this. Um, <laughs> he ain't doing that shit. Lost. No, okay, Joe could have taken care of that bear. Joe was the wasn't Joe the one who had the, the ladder and he fell off that bitch and it was just and I think they actually funnily <laughs> I think they have have Roland say something really funny where he says that he had to build a trap for the so the uh, animals couldn't get his meat. And this actually was done in a previous season that he saw. And like he, he builds this whole contraption where he can go on a ladder, get his meat off, and it could, it could be kind of frozen because it's sitting up there. So Wolverines couldn't get to it. Yeah. But Wolverines end up actually getting to the meat anyway. And he actually tries to go up and he's like, oh, they took my meat. He, start, he ends up starving and has to fucking tap out. I think they have Roland like cut. They cut to Roland. He's like, I never do that because it's stupid as hell. And Roland, <laughs> makes a, 
he makes a fucking freezer next to his fucking rock house, bro. Okay, come on. We gotta talk we about talked, the rock We talked about Roland killing the muskox with the axe. We have it though. Okay. Okay. Oh, yeah. We just yeah, we just <laughs> okay. Let, we have to talk about the muskox. We have to talk. Okay. So, I would. I want to say like episode three. Roland sees a muskox, shoots him with an arrow, proceeds to run the muskox down, stabs him, and they don't cut away from any of this shit. They yeah. show the whole thing happen. And then they show, and, and to me, I know this is like barbaric. I, I eat meat. I'm sorry. Like, this is barbaric. And no, it this, looks crazy. This wasn't like when it's in this situation, like, it's, it's, even I wasn't. You can't really live off berries alone. You need protein, whatever. Like, yeah, like, they don't have he, beyond muskox you can eat that's like ethical they, or whatever. They, they show him skin it, and they they I, I lo- it was fa- and honestly it's the, it's the most fascinating thing I've ever seen on TV before because it it shows Roland saying okay I have to get this meat back to the shelter I have to preserve this I have to do this this is what this part does this is what this part does I have to take this part first this part would do this Roland's walking you through what each part of this muskox he's he's gonna use for it. And he says, if I take this musk ox right now, I'm going to have it for the whole hundred days. I don't need anything else. And I'll be fucking damned if by day 98, he's literally just eating. He eats the stomach, the, the, the stuff in the ox's stomach, bro. It makes a stew out of it. Okay. We also have to like, it's amazing that he tracks it down and kills it with a literally like not even that big of a knife. It doesn't look like, <laughs> but what's equally amazing, honestly, is the single shot that he fells it with to be, I mean, I guess he doesn't fell it with that shot, but the, the opening, the single arrow shot that he hits it with, which you can barely see the ox when he shoots it with the arrow. Yeah. And yeah. he like, he pulls it. I mean, this is like, uh, this is like when, uh, this is, it's, it shouldn't be possible. But like, <laughs> like Roland, Roland could have killed JFK if I had done it. <laughs> Like Roland definitely has the disposition of a guy in like a directed video action movie where he's in the woods and someone in a suit shows up and is like, "We need you to help get the president's daughter back." Yeah. He's like, "All right." But the thing and is, just dropped Ro- him somewhere. Roland is like devoid of uh, this is gonna be part of shame, but he's devoid of any type of leaning whatsoever other than surviving. He says multiple times. I loved it when days were like this. I miss days like this. I I wanted to be to go back to the days where we had to do this because it's He's too like Mar it, from Sin City, basically. Yeah, like, like he has no yeah he has no feeling <laughs> towards actual open world that we're in. But what I thought was most endearing about him was that he openly questioned why he was this way and why he even continued to do this, knowing that his mother died as he prepared to do this. Yeah. And yeah, that was part like, with him was really touching. Yeah. Yeah. I, like, I, and then when his sister comes to, to see him, he's just like, you know, like, I wasn't a good brother. I wasn't a good son. I wasn't a good person. But this show is showing me that I need to be. And that, that was one moment that I thought he would tap out when he was saying that monologue. Because I was like, yo, like, there's not, I was like, Roland, there's nothing else that you need to do here. You've proven yourself that you can do this shit. Like, I know you can make it to 100. You know you can make it to 100. You can, you could quit right now. But he fucking didn't do it. But before that, he runs up and kills a porcupine just off the strength of nothing. <laughs> Hits it on the fucking head and kills it with one. I was like, bro, how does he keep doing this? He can't, he can't keep getting away with this. He can't keep getting away with this. By the way, the oldest contestant on the show. By far, yes. He's like 47 other, or 45 at the time. Other than Keith is 45, but other than that, Sean was 43 and tapped out first. 
and everybody else is in their third pussy pussy like they they were all like it, it was insane like so like the the crux so let, let's get into the reasons why roland survived obviously he lives in alaska already he was prepared for the cold and it, it kind of goes back to what i said about naked and afraid they plop you in these situations and it's just like you're just naked bye i love that in this show you're adequately aware of where you're gonna go mm-hmm. and adequately mm-hmm. aware of what you might need there roland knew he could not make a he could not survive in Great Slave Lake with a uh, a cabin or shelter made of trees. So he built one with rocks, some of them over 200 pounds that he was carrying to create a house <laughs> that we call Rock House. And he put and he lined it with logs inside of there and filled it with a refrigerator of berries out of a wooden log. How the fuck do you know how to do and something like, they were, like this? They were talking about like how you have to budget your calories because it's like anything, anything you're doing is like burning calories, obviously. Yeah. And then yeah. you have to weigh that against how much food you're going to need to not die. And I remember thinking I was like counting calories for like eating in my home where I was doing nothing that day for like diet reasons and watching a dude be like, yeah, I got it. You know, I can't use too many of my physical calories, but lifting all these big fucking rocks because I only have so many berries <laughs> and like looking down at whatever I was eating while I was watching it being like, okay, <laughs> all right. <laughs> like, is different. So he very creates, different worlds. He creates rock house. Like, a, like I said earlier, he created a freezer out of logs perfectly lined up uh, moss tree from the trees and just the cold out there and he covered it up so that wolverines and mice and stuff like that couldn't get in there and they couldn't poke their hands in there another interesting like amazing thing the one thing that roland didn't really do well i thought was fishing i thought that was the one thing that he wasn't able to really come up really well he on was fishing climb down the steep ass mountain and through the was that danger rock danger rock yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he and slipped. then he was like, "Well, that was for fucking nothing." <laughs> and then he, then he said, "Danger Rock is off limits." But then he goes back to Danger Rock because the motherfucker gets bored and is like, "I just gotta try Danger Rock again and put my gill net out." And I, I don't believe he catches anything there. I, can, I don't I can't, think he caught anything. But the fact that he was able to do it and that he had the time because he he took so much care into into not only what he had but the time that he had there was crazy because like with Cali. I would say that it would have came down neck to neck with Callie if she hadn't have caught the frostbite on her foot. She's fucking crazy for going days. And because the, the medical people said she had she had frostbite on both her feet. She just hadn't noticed the other foot yet. Oh, yeah. that makes me so nervous. Like it, it's and then she shows you her toes. It's completely fucking black. I'm like, yo, go home. Like, what are you, what are yeah. you doing? And then she's like the most heartbreaking part was that she was trying to fish, but she had to keep getting up and walking to warm her toe up because yeah. it would get frozen. I was like, yo, y'all are different on this fucking show. Yeah, I'm not getting a toe amputated for this. No, not absolutely not. Um, Maybe one. One thing that I, that I do like about the show is when, when you get medically tapped out and they start crying and they're like, no, there's no way I lost 80% of my BMI and I have to leave. <laughs> no. It's just like that meme of like, I need you to log off for me, honey. Like you, you got to go home now. It's over. Like, it's, <laughs> I honestly though when she was mad I felt it because it's like 89 days is so fucking close yeah. and her mind was already gone so if it wasn't for the toe <laughs> thing she probably would have made it to be told like your toe is the reason you don't get a million dollars like fuck that joker fied no I, I mean Absolutely. she was yeah like it's a villain origin story I almost won alone what seven. what um 
but the show does break you. And, and that's one thing that I, I think is interesting. Like if you guys get a chance to watch the redemption season, everyone that was on the redemption season, one of the guys was like, I haven't been right since I tapped out on the show because you mentally go through this. And you, if you're doing it for over 14, 20, 30 days, you're there. And for you to give up quarter of the way through halfway through that shit fucks with your mind. It's like, yo, like, could I have really done? I wasted all of this time being here. And, and like, that really does hit these people in a, in a different way. And I think that that's the most interesting part. And the most fascinating part about the show is that like, you don't really get that in, in, in Naked and Afraid because you're, you're with someone. You have someone to talk to. Getting alone. Yeah, alone says a lot about mental health and that, yo, you're by yourself. What does the human brain do when you have nothing else and nobody else to turn to but yourself? It's bad enough when you have an air fryer. <laughs> exactly. Like, all you talk to is your, I mean, people have pets. You know what I mean? Like, most people have, you know, and that's the one thing that was with this show as well is that, like, people will miss their family, but no one really tapped out unless they started, they lost food. Everyone who tapped, yeah. mostly everyone who tapped on the show was because they ran out of food and they could not find any more food. Like, it, it became really dire that they had to tap out. But in other seasons, there was someone who tapped out on the first day because she got a hook through her finger oh. a fish hook and she couldn't get it out fuck me and she had to tap out another one was like a guy missed his family so much that he was literally making his shelter and said you know what i can't and tapped out <laughs> because he missed his family so that would have been us that definitely yeah, would have been everybody here. i wouldn't even go it's funny though because that one's like so sweet because on the one hand you know it's like oh like he loves his wife so much and his kids on the other hand his family's probably like could have brought home half a million dollars. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> if, if you, I, I, the, it is a like whatever. Go home. Go see your family. You, you might die. <laughs> but if, if you should have known that that was gonna, be, if that's your reason for leaving, how did you not know that was gonna be your reason for leaving? Like oh, getting no. over yeah, that kinda, aspect I mean, of that's it. That's what I thought. Step one. In this season, I thought that not. Callie, the other woman, I thought she was going to tap out early because, like, day one, she was like, it's just so hard. I already missed my husband. And I was just like, yeah. man, she ended up lasting, like, what, third place? 80, 81 days. So yeah, she was like 81 so, days. I don't know which one of them it was, but she referred to her uh, boyfriend or husband or whoever as her sweetheart. Callie. And when she did that, I was like, you're going to lose because you're, like, really weird. Uh, <laughs> sweet, but I, sweetheart, I was like, yeah, just like what? Sweetheart is just such an ambiguous term. Like, yeah. it, it, has no it, has to, it has to be her sweetheart because Callie, remember, she doesn't actually have a house or a home. I don't even know how they'd see each other unless she's just like, oh, I just happened to be in your woods today. What's up? Yeah, I Let's guess that's, that's, that's why you have like a weird how they term date. for somebody. She just sometimes camps near his house. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like yeah. Uh, Clarissa explains it all when the guy comes through the window. Like, that's literally Callie with her sweetheart. Like, he, she just. But we, you know, we knew that Roland didn't have any sweethearts. He yeah. Just like that. There was a part where he was like, sometimes I just go like logging for fun. And it was just him with the chainsaw and stuff. And I was like, all right. There, okay. there, and that's why I say he is the, like, he probably thinks Naked and Afraid is for pussies. Like, honestly, oh, yeah. like, he probably thinks that shit is for straight pussies. But it's like, he is the, he is the prototype. He is the guy for these types of shows. Like, you have to be disaffected, disillusioned no connections to anything because that's how they all lost. I, I thought Roland only started breaking down on day 90 fucking five. Yeah. That's when you really started figuring this guy out. It's just like, Three yo. months. <laughs> I was like, bro. But they could have given Roland a spinoff where he just fights various like movie slashes. Like I'd see Roland fight Mike Myers. 
he knows how to do in the it. woods with Leatherface or something. Like, would, they, like there's a point where it gets so cold for all three of them, Callie, Kalen, and and Roland. And it's really interesting. I don't know if you guys watched the after show thing. Obviously, it was yeah, atta- it was yeah. it was attached to every show, but it was so interesting hearing them talk about it being so cold because there were certain days they don't even go outside. So it's like imagine you're in a dark ass fucking shelter, nothing but a fire in your thoughts. Yeah, I don't want to do this. Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> like, why they don't even want to think about it. Yeah, like, what is what's is the, why I they think don't you can give leave. you a I don't want to be around anymore. <laughs> yeah, like this is why they this is why they don't give you a gun. I'm telling you, like, this is literally yeah. why they do not give you a gun. I also because- thought maybe they don't give you a gun because like they're all near each other. Like they're separated enough to where they won't run into one another, but like it would be fucked up if someone brought a gun and tried to kill a muskox and killed another contestant. And yeah. it was like, oh, you're, you're yeah. tapped out because you got murdered. <laughs> you know? they, I, I, was, I was kind of not sure about that, actually, over the course of watching it. I was like, why don't they, like, I, I wasn't even sure if they were all there at the same time. They were, they keep them away from each other. I think to obviously the, the theme of the show, there is one season where there are two people. There was another season, which is completely fucking evil, where they have two people one of them is your family member. One chooses whether they want to, to hike and the other chooses whether they want to set up camp. So the one that has to hike has to find the family member. They don't know where they are. They don't have a map at all. There were so many tap outs and people themselves on the first day of that season that it was really unfun to watch. Like there was one where the guy tore his ACL and if one person taps, the other person had to tap. So it was like, it was terrible. So you could be chilling in the cabin and, and then someone would come by and say, hey, uh, your brother tore his ACL. So you got to go too. Oh, that's it, it, it's that it's flight home. It's staring at him. <laughs> there, was, ankles. there was another tap out where it was like you, the, the one of the brother kind of like mind fucked the other one to go home. He was just like, you don't want to miss your daughter's sixth birthday, do you? You don't want to miss her. Third. Like, and it was, and it was and he put the thought in his head. And the guy was like, I could stay here for not for like 60 more days. But like, that's not a problem to me. The next morning, his brother's like, we got to have a talk. Next thing you know, they're gone. Because it, the mental aspect of this. It's, 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 yeah, it, it, the mental aspect of this is crazy. That's why, like, Roland is the perfect contestant for that, and he showed it here on this episode. I, I'm so glad that you guys watched this because even the way this show is shot is unlike anything I've seen. Like, the, the big-ass, like, drone shots over the trees. It looked like The Revenant almost, right? It was way better than The yeah. Revenant. I mean, <laughs> like, for sure. <laughs> We could get Tom Har- Tom Hardy to play Roland in the movie, though, in the eventual. I think that would get... be sick. Man, fuck it, put Roland in uh, F ten, man. <laughs> Make him the big bad. Yeah, Roland F. The thing about it is, I don't think Roland knows how to drive. So, like, it would it would be like completely him on his nature man shit. Like, he would he just would... him throwing like spears at the cars and shit from like oh, shelter. It would be crazy. This motherfucker killed a musk ox, and if you gave him a chance, he would have killed a wolf too. If, you, if he could have hunted the fox, he would, like, if he was able to not have any restrictions and have all of his gear there, it'd be a different show. It'd he probably would have gotten to the other camps different. and killed other contestants, like, one by one. He <laughs> <laughs> needs them. Like, Callie okay. tastes good. I don't know about this frostbite toe, but the rest is all right. <laughs> but that is Alone. It is on Netflix now. It is the only season there. If you want to check out any of the other seasons, uh, that is one through seven. I don't think eight is up yet. Um, it is on, it's on Discovery Plus. I think the discovery.com site actually has full episodes as well. So you can definitely check the show out wherever you want to. And I would suggest you guys do it. It's a really fascinating show. It's really fun. I had a blast watching it. I thought it was it was one of the most like I got into it where it was just like, yo, don't do that. Or like, this, 
he's not gonna survive so this motherfucker yeah. is crazy and you can really just put it on yeah it, it can really just be in the background and you're like oh shit like because it, it in some ways it's kind of soothing because all of the the shots and they they it's very minimal music in it as well so the, and like all the drone shots and stuff it was like the production value of the show itself is good yeah it, it, it really right. is so right. highly recommend it from us i guess next time on the show eric wasn't able to show up he'll give us his thoughts on alone he said he did watch a couple episodes so uh yeah next time on the show we'll we'll be back to talk about that any ideas where we should go next yeah i mean we should probably just watch jojo's bizarre adventure you seriously want to do that seems like they're right yeah Yeah. all right so i'll 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 tell you this I'll, i'll give you guys the okay so the first season is like 20 something episodes the second the 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 third part Stardust Crusaders is technically the the most popular of the of them all. Yeah. What do you guys want to do? You want you guys want to do the first three? Yeah. I mean, how, how many? Like, I mean, I've I'm no stranger to watching a bunch of anime. How much? I, I know Dom. I I know Dom has a lot of shit to watch. What's the? Yeah, uh, I could probably watch. I feel like I could probably get through like a first season or something. Maybe I don't know if I get through like multiple ones. No, no. I no, say we just I, do I, the first season. Yeah, I mean, first seasons. First season is completely. Fine, it's completely wild. I think that what let's see how many many episodes. First one's standard anime. It's 26 episodes, so that's easy. The rest of them are all more than that. 26. No, Stardust Crusaders is 48. Oh, it's two parts. That's why. Yeah, Stardust is really long because the actual manga is really long too. Let's do let's let's talk JoJo. I I've I read enough of it to to be able to guide everyone through this. Let's do Phantom Blood and Battle Tendency. They're on Netflix right now. So next episode of Triple Beam Streams, we're going to talk JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. And we're going to have the big, can America do JoJo's Bizarre Adventure talk? The, the only thing is, though, guys, the real, the real juice of JoJo comes, into, comes with uh, Stardust Crusaders. Could we just start with that one? Like, uh, how? I would rather you. I would No, actually, you know, you know what I would do? To make it fair, I do. I would do Battle Tendency and then do the first part of Stardust Crusaders, not the second part. That that could be completely on you if you want to do that part. The thing okay, is, the, the thing is, Phantom Blood. You could probably, honestly, it's like nine episodes. You could probably just like run through that one because it sets up the the universe. Because this that's where the first. All of these characters are named JoJo. Let's just be clear. All of them are named JoJo. They're all descendants of each other. It sets yeah. up who the guys are. So if you want to do Phantom Blood, do it. If not. Definitely go check out a YouTube uh, catch up on that one and then do Battle Tendency. It's fucking hilarious. It's great. And it is very pro black. And do uh, Stardust Crusaders. Anime, they're only like 21 minutes per episode. So it's like watching an adult swim show. You'll love it. I'll rewatch, I'll rewatch it with you guys. So <laughs> I'm pretty sure Eric will not. <laughs> so next time, we should get a special guest on next episode. I'll find somebody. It might be, uh, uh, let's get Cyrus. Let's get Cyrus. Yeah, episode. I would love that. Yeah, let's do it. Oh, yeah, he's, a, yeah. he's, a hu- he's a huge JoJo fan. So next episode, bro, uh, Triple Beam Streams is going anime. It's something we've never done before. And yeah, we're going to go. And also, like, is, I mean, because of, like, I feel like it is, I mean, I say this about everything. It's bigger than ever. It is. It really is. Stone Ocean is is, is on the way. It's still a lot of copies. Just JoJo get, get, is so popular. I mean, again, like I have the first volume of Chainsaw Man and I'm halfway through it and I'm like, well, I'm not even going to finish it because I can't get the other ones. You you literally cannot get them. Uh, <laughs> the anime is more popular than ever. It's crazy. Ever. So uh, 
as always, thank you guys. Make sure you subscribe to our channel that is RNC Watch for more uh, episodes of Triple Beam Streams. We're still waiting for Euphoria to come back for us to do uh, Over the Medicated. It is coming back. They're just <laughs> filming the motherfucker right now. Uh, so we're gonna find. I, I'm trying to, you know, get more, get this channel more active. So we're, we're gonna, we're gonna get this channel more active in the future. But of course, you can always listen to Triple Beam Streams here. Uh, so for Dom, obviously, you got a lot of, you got a lot of stuff going on at Armchair Autor. Can you, you want to just run through some of that real quick? Yeah, uh, I mean, I actually haven't uploaded a video in like ten days because it's been like burnt out. But uh, <laughs> I've, I've reviewed like a ton of stuff. I've got a video about Black Widow, which is like you know out. I did a video about Zola, which is pretty good. I did like a big video ranking all the fast movies, like all of them. Um, I got a Space Jam video coming soon after I hang up from this and finish editing it, um, and some other stuff coming up this weekend. I'm definitely gonna watch the whole Fear Street trilogy uh, this weekend and do a video yeah, about that. You'll like it. Man. Um, I think I will. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I love shit like that. Like, it's so easy to watch, too. It's nice to watch something that's not like torture. I watch a lot of torture shit. Oh, this isn't torture. And no, you know I what? wanted to ask you, did you get a screener for Pig? No, I didn't actually. I wasn't even trying. I forgot I was even out. Like I, uh, I just saw a couple, like the, the two of the, like uh, some big guys on Letterboxd just started, but people like it. Yeah, it looks good. I mean, it's it's the God. Yeah. Justin's gonna scoff, but it's Nick Cage. It's it's, who's the uh, guy? No. Movie about Nick Cage. I'm a fan. I'm a fan of the nigga now. I'm a fan of the nigga now. I'm, I, I fuck with him now. I fuck with him now. I like him now. After uh, <laughs> what was it? Uh, Vampire's Kiss. Yes. <laughs> That's all it took. Yes. That's all it took was Vampire's Kiss. I, I rewatched it. Vampire's Kiss a couple days ago. It's really good. It was uh, before it went off a of shutter. But uh, yes. So for Pat and Dom, I'm Justin. Uh, we're going JoJo next episode. I can't wait. I cannot wait. This is a dream come true. Meals and Jeff are going to be so fucking pissed. But we're out of here. <laughs> All in Triple Beam Streams. Uh, we'll see you next time. To blow the brain out Cut to the pain This ain't no game I show no shame I birth this pain I twist the cane I twist the game I push the plane It's plain as day Known to what these say and say Known to what these two was do It's you and who And you know where We's about to take it there We's about to make it clear We happy on we lonesome The lone drum The beat heart The start to finish Ten spoons of spinach The soul and the spinach The cup that runneth over We turn up